0: We were saved. But hope that is sin is no hope at all. Who hopes for what he already has? But if we hope for what we do not yet have, we wait for it patiently. In the same way, the Spirit helps us in our weakness, weakness. We do not know what we ought to pray for, but the Spirit himself intercedes for us with groans that words cannot express. And he who searches our hearts knows the minds of the Spirit because of the Spirit intercedes for the saints in accordance with God's will. And we know that in all things, God works for the good of those who love Him, who have been called according to His purpose. Amen. This is the word of the Lord. You may be it. There was a record saying the... French revolutionist Napoleon, uh, as you know, he was a mighty soldier, right? Conqueror, uh, warrior. Uh, But I heard that uh, almost every night when he comes home, he uh, wept on the knees of his wife, Josephine. Though he may look stronger, I a strong person outside, maybe he wasn't that strong inside. I think that's all of us. We may look kind of powerful or strong outside, but inside we, we are so vulnerable. Life is difficult and we know it is so well, right? And we all have experienced suffering. And today's text talks about suffering in our lives. Suffering is a fact of life. It is common to everyone. Every one of us go through suffering. And we encounter the word groan or groaning in today's text. Creation groans, we are groaning. And even the Holy Spirit intercedes with with groan, groan over us. Why groan? Because creation has, has broken Because creation became out of order. And we human beings are turned away from God and living in sins. We often ask God this question, especially when we go through pains in our lives. God, where are you when I'm going through this suffering? Where are you? I sense that God is not uh, answering that question, but I sense that uh, he rather cry with us in the midst of suffering that we are going through. Today, I want to talk about hope that we can hold on to, especially when you go through times of suffering, times of pain. Let me ask you a personal question. Are you going through a difficult time right now? Many of us are going through difficult times, right? If there's a key to overcome suffering, difficulties, or pain, I would say it is our perspective. Romans uh, eight, uh, 18 says, I consider that present sufferings are not worth comparing with the glory that will be revealed in us. Uh, here, uh, word I consider. I think that's the key. I consider. It means in Greek, I calculate. We got the word computer out of this word. We need to Handle upon. We need to uh, think why we are going through suffering. We need to have a right perspective so that we can handle them right way. I witnessed to so many people uh, that, they ha- that they have totally uh, different results in similar situations. It's all a matter of how we Deal with it. How we perceive it. So real problem is how we perceive the problem. I think that's the real problem is. We need to develop faith that we can see the situation beyond the situation. I guess we need to have faith, right? And this is what I want to call it. Hope. Hope in faith. Faith. We can survive 40 days without eating food. Did you know that? You can try that if you want. We can survive 40 days without food. Even, you know, without drinking water, we can survive like at least three days, right? Don't try that. And uh, we can survive, you know, without airs for eight minutes. But I think we cannot survive without hope. Hope is so essential matter in our lives. And what is hope in, in suffering? What kind of perspective do we need? Uh, let me share a few things out of today's text. Simple, simple points. Suffering is temporary. Again, verse 18 says, I consider that present suffering are not worth comparing with the glory that will be revealed to us. When you compare our present suffering with glory that when I experience in the future, not comparing. It's just nothing. It's so tiny. I don't want to say nothing because it's just suffering. It's painful, right? But when you compare that, it's like a drop of the you know ink from your pen to you know on the Pacific Ocean. You can't compare. It's so tiny, though it is difficult. And second point, Jesus is coming back. When you have this perspective, when you have this hope, when you have this faith, I think we can uh, face the challenges. He's going to come back and he's going to settle the score. Knowing the fact that he's going to come back and he'll settle the score, I think that really comforts us so much. Verse 20 says, The creation was subject to frustration, not by its own choice, 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 but by the will of the one who subjected it. In hope, in hope, that's the word, in hope. That's the expression. Uh, What is the hope? Our hope is about Jesus' return. To the believers, that is our hope. Titus 2.13 says, The blessed hope, it is the blessing moments. Let me ask you this question. Is the second coming of Christ... Is that is that something a uh, blessing day to you or is it something a little burdensome day to you? Can you say hallelujah, amen? Come, Jesus, come right now. Or like, I'm not I don't think I'm ready, Lord. Can you come back a little late? If you have if we have fear. That means we don't fully understand what gospel is. It is going to be a blessed day. Not because of what you have done, but what Christ has done for us. Third point, heaven is going to be a wonderful place. I believe that is the perception we need to hold on to. That's the the hope that we have. That's what Paul says here. We know that the whole creation has been groaning as the pains of a child right up to the present time. Not only so, but we ourselves who have been first fruit of the Spirit, groan inwardly as we wait eagerly for our adoption as son, the redemption of our bodies It's worthy to wait. Heaven is our hope. It's gonna be a wonderful place. I remember uh, many, 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 many years ago, and my wife, my wife and I went to honeymoon, and just planning honeymoon, right? And we have a few couples planning honeymoon soon. And we Went to Jeju Island in Korea as our honeymoon. And driver, he was a tour guy at the same time. He dropped us off at the front of the entrance of the mountain, Hala Mountain in Korea. It's a like big mountain. He said, go up. We won't prepare anything. We didn't even have water. We didn't have proper shoes, but we went up. On the way, I was like, we were like dying. And someone offered us a little cup of the water. We're like sharing the water. Thank you so much. And, you know, and I remember the, the you know, people were telling us, if you go up just a couple more hours, you will hit the midpoint, and they were selling the waters and ramen. They became our hope. was hoping and like, okay, I want to go out, you know. <laughs> when you have a hope, you, you can't deal with present difficulties. What is our hope? Heaven is waiting for us. And it's going to be a wonderful place. And the Holy Spirit is praying for us when we are going through deep problems. I mean, isn't this a comforting uh, fact? When you are going through the difficulties, Holy Spirit is uh, praying for us. If Pastor Ken is praying for you, it doesn't really mean much. But imagine the Holy Spirit is praying for you. I love verse 26. In the same way the Spirit helps us in our weakness, we do not know what what we ought to pray for. I mean, don't you have moments like that? You don't know what to pray for? But the Spirit himself interceded for us with groans that words cannot express. You know, whenever I officiate the funeral, uh, I had a hard time. Because, you know, I know what to say. I know what passage I should preach and comfort the you know, congregation and all that. But so hard for me to uh, talk to the person who just lost a loved one in a personal way. So difficult. So what I do, I always pray for the family members, before I go to funeral service. I simply ask, Lord, Lord, would you comfort them? I mean, how can I comfort uh, people who just lost their loved one? But every time I witness, God truly comfort the family members. So when you're going through a tough time, remember that you are not alone. Holy Spirit, praying for you. Last point, God has a purpose behind our problems. If we know, if we have this hope, if we have this perspective, I think we can, we can uh, hold on to you know, uh, hope, right? Verse 28, well-known passage. And most of our Christians know this passage. And we know that in all things, God works for good for those who love him. uh, who have been called according to his purpose. Bible doesn't say everything is good, but God's will will be accomplished for the believers. There's no such thing as uh, accidentally happened, coincidence. There's no such thing as that. Everything has a purpose. I love pancake. Anybody love pancake? Yeah. Or can. Yeah, we have a yeah. You know, if you eat uh, separately, like uh, flour separately and you know, eggs separately, you know, oil separately and shoot doesn't taste good. it tastes awful, right? But somehow, if you mix it and properly uh, you know, make the pancake, you can really enjoy it, right? I think just like that, uh, our lives is like that. And I'm going to end uh, my message. Actually, this is kind of a long story. So I asked our birthday girl today to read this story. You probably heard the story, story of the three trees. And Jennifer is, this is her birthday, 30, you say 33, 32, 33, 2, 2, 2, right? Okay, I mean, she already said that, that's why, you know, yeah. uh, and she's getting married next month, uh, and... So uh, yeah, thank you, Jennifer. Can you come, come forward and can you read that uh, story for us? Yes, welcome. Her.
1: Thank you, Pastor. Okay, this is a story of the three trees. Once upon a mountain top, three little trees stood and dream- dreamed of what they wanted to become when they grew up. The first little tree looked up at the stars and said, I want to hold treasure. I want to be covered with gold and filled with precious stones. I'll be the most beautiful treasure chest in the world. The second little tree looked out at the small stream trickling by on its way to the ocean. I want to be traveling mighty waters and carrying powerful kings. I'll be the strongest ship in the world. The third little tree looked down into the valley below where busy men and women worked in a busy town. I don't want to leave the mountaintop at all. I want to grow so tall that when people stop to look at me, they'll raise their eyes to heaven and think of God. I will be the tallest tree in the world. Years passed. The rain came, the sun shone, and the little trees grew tall. One day, three woodcutters climbed a mountain. The first woodcutter looked at the first tree and said, This tree is beautiful. It is perfect for me. With the swoop of his shining axe, the first tree fell. Now I shall be made into a beautiful chest. I shall hold wonderful treasure, the first tree said. The second woodcutter looked at the second tree and said, This tree is strong. It is perfect for me. With the swoop of his shining axe, the second tree fell. "Now I shall sail mighty waters," thought the second tree. "I shall be a strong ship for mighty kings." The third tree felt her heart sink when the last woodcutter looked at her way, looked her way. She stood straight and tall, pointed bravely to the heaven, bravely to heaven. But the woodcutter never even looked up. "'Any kind of tree will do for me,' he muttered. With a swoop of his shining axe, the third tree fell. The first tree rejoiced when the woodcutter brought her to a carpenter's shop, but the carpenter fashioned the tree into a feed box for animals. The once beautiful tree was, now, was not covered with gold nor with treasure. She was coated with sawdust and filled with hay for hungry farm animals.' The second tree smiled when the woodcutter took her to a shipyard, but no mighty sailing ship was made that day. Instead, the one strong tree was hammered and sawed into a simple fishing boat. She was too small and too weak to sail on an ocean or even a river. Instead, she was taken to a little lake. The third tree was confused when the woodcutter cut her into strong beams and left her in a lumber yard. What happened? The once tall tree wondered. All I ever wanted was to stay on the mountaintop and point to God. Many, many days and night passed. The three trees nearly forgot their dreams. But one night, golden starlight poured over the first tree as a young woman placed her newborn baby in the feed box. I wish I could make a cradle for him, her husband whispered. The mother squeezed his hand and smiled at the starlight shone on the smooth and the sturdy wood. This manger is beautiful, she said. And suddenly, the first tree knew he was holding the greatest treasure in the world. One evening, a tired traveler and his friends crowded into the old fishing boat. The traveler fell asleep on the second tree, quietly sailed out into the lake. Soon, a thundering and thrashing storm arose. The little tree shuddered. She knew she did not have the strength to carry so many passengers safely through with the wind and the rain. The tired man awakened. He stood up, stretched out his hand, and said, peace. The storm stopped as quickly as it had begun. And suddenly, the second tree knew he was carrying the king of heaven and earth. One Friday morning, the third tree was startled when her beams were yanked from the forgotten wood pile. She flinched as she was carried through an angry, jeering crowd. She shuddered when soldiers nailed a man's hands to her. Sorry. She felt ugly and harsh and cruel. But on Sunday morning, when the sun rose and the earth trembled with joy beneath her, the third tree knew that God's love had changed everything. It had made the third tree strong. And every time people thought of their tree, they would think of God. That was better than being the tallest tree in the world. The next time you feel down because you didn't get what you want, sit tight and be happy because God is thinking of something better to give you. And that's the end of the story.
0: Thank you so much. Um, I want to say game is not over yet. God has a purpose for your life. God is working in your life. He works for the good of those who love him, who have been called according to his purpose. Let me conclude my message by saying this. We all have problems in our lives, but it's so important for us to hold on to hope. We shouldn't be discouraged or disappointed. When you go through doctrines. Because, number one, God sees everything we are going through. Number two, God cares about everything we are going through. Number three, God has a purpose for everything I am going through. We have hope. What is hope? Let me ask differently, who is hope? Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ is our hope. Life is short. Suffering is temporary. Jesus is coming back again. Heaven is waiting for us. And Holy Spirit is praying for us even at this moment. And God works with purpose in us. Therefore, do not lose your hope. Put your hope in God. Let's pray together. Lord, so often uh, We get discouraged and disappointed, Lord, for the fact that uh, pains and suffering that we go through, Lord God. Lord, help us to know that you are, Jesus, you are our hope. We want to put our hope in you, Lord Jesus. Though life is short, you are holding our lives, Father God. And we know the fact that we belong to you, and you are holding our lives, Father God. Thank you, Jesus, for being our hope. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen, amen.
2: Please join me in the intercessory prayer. Heavenly Father, we thank you for this time of worship. We pray that you will use us this week as an agent of your kingdom. We intercede for the world that is aching to be touched by your grace. We pray that you will be merciful to what's happening around the world. Help us shape a society where all are free of of the burdens of racism, violence, greed, abuse, and exploitation where all people are able to work with dignity, are rewarded fairly, and respected fully. Help shape a society where violence is not tolerated, where the weak are protected, where the elderly are honored for their experience and children are cherished for their gifts. Help us shape churches so that we are united in worship and devotion and bound together in a search for justice for all people. We pray for the congregations in this city and neighborhood Let our common calling as faithful people not be hampered by differences of our traditions. We also pray for the outreach ministries and congregations around the world. May they know your renewal and transformation. We pray for our families and our friends, for those we see each day and those we have not seen for a long time. We remember before you the sick and the tired, the brokenhearted, and those who mourn. Once again, we trust your leading in our lives throughout this week. We pray this through Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen.